0: Listening to a Board to Death Mando cast talking all things Star Wars in easily digestible chunks.
1: Hello again, ladies and gentlemen another assorted gender assignations. Welcome back to the Board to Death Mando cast. I am Jay being joined by Z and Chris. And we are back for episode 3 of Star Wars The Bad
2: Batch. Every time we start doing a Star Wars cast, I they're going, "Oh god, it's not hour Now look at the thing. like, "Oh wait, it's only 22 minutes. Right. 27." cuz you, you forget you are
1: still used to like Mandalorian, which where the episodes are, you know, in that time time period time frame. And episode 1 of The Bad Batch, which was admittedly an hour and 15 minutes long.
2: <laughs> and it's only it's 22 minutes so because it's Five minutes of credits because you got to do the normal questzs, so you have to do the other language credits, and you have to do the other language of the other language quests. yeah yeah two minutes
1: at any rate, uh last time on bad batch, they visited uh Salucami, where they where we were reintroduced to cut laquain, a uh clone trooper that deserted, got married, and had a couple kids,
3: or like half clones each,
1: yes, well. Wouldn't be quarter clones. No, no, because he is a clone, and his wife is a Twi'lek, so the kids are half Twi'lek, half clone.
2: I feel like this should be a joke about Mother and clone love each other so much. I'm not going to
1: try to explain the birds and the bees on the Mando cast because just, just no, <laughs> um, no,
3: bat, bat. <laughs> <laughs> and present
1: also in the room is a cat from Shadow Cat cosplay who is playing with the bench cat. They probably don't hear the bells. Uh well, just sort of explaining just in case they hear that something like that, yes. <laughs> um, but in la- in the last episode we got to see some of the Empire setting things setting things in motion for their uh, tyrannical rule over the galaxy, beginning with chain codes. What to us would basically be, uh, and the Pinch Cat is still uh, trying to eat uh, Shadow Cat's hands. Anyway. It's better than her feet. Chain codes in our, what would basically be like social security things
2: here here for us. Speaking of which, did you ever look at the back of your social security card? No. It really says, because I found this out after I replaced my social security card. We have the authority to take this away from you.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: I have never known that. I thought Social Security Cards were permanent. Nope. Nope. Um,
1: but in the... Uh, in Wait, s- they in take the,
2: they put the code on them. Do they have the
1: ability to take it back from them? Well, it gives them the ability to track them. Because chain codes are what uh, are being used in the time period of the Mandalorian for the bounty pucks.
2: So, so the pet chips.
1: Basically. Well, it's more like the chain code uses you takes a sample of your DNA. Interesting. (laughs) And well, but that is then used to to track all this sort of stuff. And they were uh making it more or less compulsory by saying Republic credits no longer valid, but if you but uh Imperial but you can trade your Republic credits for Imperial credits, you know, full value. All you have to do is sign up for a chain code. Oh, and God. since people would would like to be able to engage in commerce,
2: they kind of have to go along with this. I want someone to transmit the code, like the value ratio. It's like when you go to China, it's like, here's one US dollar and this is how much money you have. I want to see someone do that and like the... i'm sure some star wars
1: nerd somewhere has figured out the exchange rate between the various currencies in the galaxy not him <laughs> not the of knowledge he is not that he's not that kind of nerd no but there are there are really ridiculously uh nerdy star wars nerds out there who have probably done the math i mean
3: i mean it's kind of like in star trek oh. um technically yeah, on earth of. they don't use currency <laughs> no. anymore um, but let's say if you're on, let's say, Deep Space Nine, they actually, apparently, if you don't really see, uh, but apparently there is an ATM and Quark's bar, mm-hmm. uh, where you can get Federation credits or, uh, Ferengi Gold Press Latinum bars. Because mm-hmm. yeah. apparently that's the only kind of currency that Ferengis use.
2: Uh, when you, when we were talking about the types of nerds... It's, and
3: I mentioned math.
1: And no,
2: math isn't the problem. It's a type of nerds I I had a very... Awkward conversation of two Star, Tra- Star Wars fans behind me, and it was not not good. No, no, the,
1: no. The the really nerdy Star Star Wars nerds are insufferable.
2: I don't I don't want to have to relive those. Oh, n- the only
3: good ones is the original trilogy. Everything else is trash.
2: No, I don't mind those people. I just when you get in the cross- when you, I, I, the cross- has in short version stories, is it gay to have sex for clone. I'm like, what the hell am I listening to? Anyway, um, and you wonder why I went away to tail sometimes. Uh, yeah, is um, it gay or is it masturbation? Yes, that was what the conversation with Peggy was. It's that <laughs>
3: <laughs> one. At
1: yeah. any rate, at any rate, and
3: here's the bad batch replacements.
1: Yes. Uh, <laughs> oh well, god, That can be, no. be
2: taken <laughs> oh, so god. long. Oh
1: god. Anyway. Also in the last episode, uh, Hunter basically discovered he has paternal instincts. Yeah. Uh, they're, 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 they're struggling a little bit cause he's still more used to being soldier rather than being father.
3: Um, I mean, that's kind of like in a uh, major pain where he does become essentially adopts tiger by the end of the film. But early on in the film, he's like, what you expect me to get married to you adopt tiger Get the white picket fence. <laughs> that ain't me. That ain't pain. <laughs> um, and Omega, she had
1: a whole bunch of firsts in her life: first time being off her, being off Camino, first time seeing sunlight, first time experiencing dirt. It's <laughs>
3: <laughs> so it's it's it was almost like a, the dry. Version of that scene from Waterworld, where uh, Kevin Costner brings uh, what's your face all the way down to the bottom, and oh, yeah. grabs a handful of the freaking dirt and just drops it right. It's just sort further. of like
1: this is where the the dry land that I that I find comes from.
3: I just have to dry it out first. Yep. By the way, I yeah uh, I didn't read the reason why, but apparently this is a dark episode. Well,
1: we are entering into the the. Uh, the time period where the empire is establishing its control over the galaxy—that's gonna be a dark time period. Yep. See, i wonder... Last know, episode might have been a bit lighter in tone, with you know the Bad Batch interacting with Cut and his family, and you know the the and Cut's kids being like Uncle
2: Wrecker. You're gonna have, you have you, Oh, now it's gonna be. Oh.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's like first it's I all mean, ooh and it, ah, and then there's the running the screaming
3: it's it's it's, it's like, like, God, like when i was describing that. it's like when i was describing supernatural to somebody because they thought it was just pure horror i'm like no no you have your comedic episodes you have your sad episodes and you have your scary episodes it's a well-balanced show mm-hmm. so for this yeah i can see them doing like your dark episodes where it's like i like a really dark epic story to it then you have like your more like um light-hearted episodes like cut and run was with the whole family theme to going for it and then um you know and omega
1: just being adorable like when uh when tech and echo decide to well when tech decides to call in their ship to get impounded and then hunter's like omega's oh. on the ship and they I look like up the and it's like i think it's a good plan tech <laughs> um no, tech. but this episode is called replacements and the description says the batch gets stuck on a desolate moon. I've yes. seen this movie. It's about football. No. Oh, Starship Troopers. No. <laughs> I'm thinking. Well, desolate moon. We remember what happened to Mando when he landed when he got stuck on a desolate moon.
3: Yeah, there were spiders. Yeah. Yeah. Big icy space spiders. What that... is
2: it with movies and sp- uh, space and spiders? Name uh,
3: one scary thing that's on this planet right now that ev- that no matter what country you're from, you're going no to No what sir-
1: country, no matter what culture there there is there is a primal sort
3: of <laughs> fear attached to. Cockroaches. Cockroaches cockroaches I can deal with. It's one that's got eight legs and fangs is that I have an issue with it.
2: But you keep in mind the cockroach survives Australia. No shit. The cockroach <laughs> survives a nuclear microwave, the spider does not. Actually, cockroaches won't probably survive that
1: that much in a high radiation environment. <clears throat> MythBusters tested it. it
2: all, a lot of people that
3: say they. Put it, it was away. like it was
1: crickets. Actually, I think that lasted longer than cockroaches. Well, actually. you
3: know that a cockroach can also live for like several days without its head.
1: That's because they have a decentralized nerve system. Yeah. A lot of insects are that way.
2: Spider crickets.
1: No,
3: no. <laughs> <laughs> camel spiders. What
2: the fuck's a like, camel spider? Oh,
3: God, you haven't seen those? Hold
1: on a second, I gotta
3: go
2: Australia. They
3: No, they're not from Australia, they're in the Middle East. Oh, yeah, that's right. No, and in South America, you have those spiders that are the size of a trash can lid. (laughs) The huntsman, yeah. Huntsman spiders are harmless, though, that's the weird thing. Yeah. But but then again, they're just... Then again,
1: they're big. And she's like, no? (laughs)
2: Well, they're also... Eight-legged freak? No! (laughs) Oh, my God, what have we done? But yeah, because I'm thinking thinking about... I also think of another movie where spiders were a major thing. Eight-legged freaks. No, space. Starship Troopers. Lost in space. Oh, yeah, those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, hey, I'm Robbie Iron Man. Oh, God, spiders. One more one. Well,
1: <laughs> that was this, the best this picture is actually just two camel spiders sort of locked together, but you can see see it for scale. Damn. Yep, I've talking. seen them. Yep, this picture. Yeah. Uh, if if you if you know oh, what a camel spider is, you've probably seen the picture. This is
2: why I let the spiders stay alive because the spider's killed the other things.
1: This is how I usually approach spiders. Also, it's like I don't have problems with spiders hanging around like the threshold of doors or windows and stuff. When they start moving into the rest of the space, then I'm like, no, I you've got my, your space, you stay there. I catch them in a cup and then I sneak them outside. And I'm kind of this, but I generally prefer to leave them alone. My mom's not the same way. There was a time uh, when I was. You know, still living at home and I went to take the dog out and as I'm coming back in, I look, I happen to glance into a little space between the garage doors and there's a black widow, you know, with the little red hourglass on its back, just chilling there and it's a little web and I come inside and I comment on it to my mom. She's like, did you kill it? I'm like, no, it's not bothering me. It's killing the bugs. So I'm going to leave it alone. My mom's like, no, go kill it. She's like, and I'm like, I'm not going to go kill it. She's like, well, show me where it is. No. So I did and then she killed it cuz she was like they're they're poisonous and they're venomous so, you know, I, I don't want them in in the house. And I'm like it's in the garage. It's killing the other bugs. It's a poison type. It, it,
2: isn't it? Like the daddy long legs is the most poisonous spider in yes, the world. Yes, no, but...
3: actually daddy long legs are not arachnids. Girl. If you count their legs, they I'm only right. have six legs. What, okay. And hey, well, not you... only not only that but like t- like even if yeah. they were to like try to bite you,
1: their, their fangs are... Are, their fangs are too too, Dude, that's sm- why are I know too small that. to small to I knew
2: the about skin, that, yeah. but really, to your comment, when, you know, Jupiter, uh, Pluto is still a planet. It's a dwarf. We're not going to.
1: Yeah, we're
2: we're not. It's the same thing. It's not
1: technically, but I'm not going to get into the. I'm not going to get into the whole argument about this sort of thing. I, I have I have opinions about it that I you know I don't necessarily agree with the whole dwarf planet thing either. But I'm I'm, I'm just like spiders. I'm going to leave it leave it be. And the spiders I think thing.
3: I, can, I, think I, I think I can already see which part is going to get deleted. <laughs> <laughs>
2: talking that's not gonna be an awkward
3: moment
1: and we're back to the show <laughs> no we're not gonna do anything like that so but uh bad batch episode three uh so let's get into it engage yes so we'll be back after the I episode <laughs> i was waiting for him to say no in on that one
0: let's go hey while we're watching this episode, you should go ahead and toss us a like and subscribe. If you want to reach out, do it via our social media on Facebook or Twitter at BTD underscore binge cast. The Bored to Death Clan is part of the CKCC Radio Podcast Tribe, including J. Bunny's Music Hub, The Race Nerd Podcast, Real Paranormal Talk, Ranking Tracks, Motivational Moves, Park Hopper 101, and The Nerd Table. Imperial credits may not be worth much, but remember to support CKCC Radio on Patreon. I have spoken.
1: And we're back. So, definitely had uh, some
2: dark themes. (laughs) This this is Force-approved. It has dark and light. Just just stop it.
3: It had a really light ending.
2: Yes.
1: Um... But furthering the uh, whole empire is getting started uh, thing, and the empire is going to be worse than the republic. Uh, So the so the Bad Batch their their ships damaged. It took some hits during their escape uh, in the previous episode, and tech kind of jinxes them when he when he comments it's just like nothing vital was was damaged and then immediately they get knocked out of hyperspace we
2: and start and start crashing
1: goes. and once they've landed he's just like you know life support's this, you know nothing nothing else vital has, has been has been affected and then it's like the lights suddenly shut out <laughs> Well, no, that happened later. But yes. it was the same basic same basic idea. It's is, like is, tech, is, stop it's, talking. It's
3: <laughs> like all the stereotypes you see in horror movies that take place in space mm-hmm. happen in
2: this episode. Is that why they're crashing and they're like, I can't steal. It's like that's why it's like when you lose power control. Mm-hmm. It sucks. Pa- when when power steering cuts out,
1: yeah, that's not good. Um, and you know, it opened a but before everything started going wrong for them, you just saw Omega just le- leaning up against the gonk droid which is still <laughs> the on side while just you know, <laughs> impotently kicking its legs <laughs> she's just sort of playing on her iPad or whatever. Um, Space iPad. And it's mentions that, you know, and Hunter comments to records, just sort of like, she doesn't even have a place a place to sleep, you know, on this ship. Well, because she's offering his f- food to him. Well, yeah, that's right, because Hunter comes around with rations for everybody and He gives a stick of rations to Omega, and then he gives one to Wrecker, who just scarfs it down immediately and looks for more. Omega's, like, offering it to her, and that's when Hunter's like, she doesn't even have have a bed to sleep in, and you're going to take her food, too. And he's like, oh, yeah. Uh, No, I'm good. You can keep it. (laughs) But then they crash on a planet that looks like it could either have been the planet from Alien or Aliens, or the the planet from pitch black,
3: oh, uh, but this was kind of pitch black.
1: Yeah, and I just I was like
3: they landed on Pluto. Let's just say they landed on Pluto. Sure, we'll go with that. Yeah, I agree with that.
1: To bring it back to the conversation, there's no, like there's
3: no sun nearby, there's no light,
2: so it's pretty much just a rock. It hasn't. It
1: has an atmosphere you can't breathe because they have to put the little rebreathers on.
2: On the way down to the question, Recco hit
1: his head, or something. We don't know exactly what was going on no, there. Either. Well, yeah, but he was also clutching the side of his head where his chip is. Yeah, but he still has head on the way down. Fair. Um
3: Well, so if he starts saying good soldiers always follow orders, that's when we need to get worried.
1: Yep. Yeah. <laughs> um, but so Echo and Tech go outside to fix the capacitor or something that got damaged in their escape. And they only have
2: the one replacement part. This that? is not a point of the story. When the, She goes, oh, is this the piece that we're missing? And drops the thing. And, and then they, they, they all look like, at her. Like, that was Crosshair's gear. And then uh, she, uh, that's where they, one of the twin points for the story where it gives you a little bit of hope. Yeah. You know, they're, 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 that they're, I, feeling, they're feeling the loss of the comrade.
1: And there's the sort of implication that there could be a redemption arc for him. Good been. However, re- we must remember this is Star Wars. And in Star Wars, previously, when we've had a character go through a redemption arc, what usually happens to them? They die. Yes. Oh, I only know of one. Vader. Yep. There was also Kylo Ren. Towards the end of towards the end of uh, Rise of Skywalker, he he redeems. He turns back to the light side. Yeah, I
2: don't think and I made then he part. dies. Oh, they made that far He so. didn't.
1: Well, okay. Spoiler. Oh well, spoilers.
2: Well, we don't really. We're, what, we're
1: spoiling we... the worst movie of the sequel trilogy
2: for you. It's okay. I thought that was the third movie. That's what, what he, I said. Really, the Sequel trilogy. Really, really? I have the high ground again. You're thinking of the prequel trilogy. The all train wreck like at
3: that point in time. Yes. Um, I don't know. Episode three was. I still say was the best one of the prequel trilogy. Yes, but that's not a
1: high bar to clear. No, <laughs>
3: but it did. But it was also the first PG-13 Star Wars film.
1: Fair. Um,
3: Why? Episode 3 was the first PG-13 Star Wars film. All the other ones were PG. Did not
1: know that. At any rate. Um, and so while Echo and Tech are outside, Echo starts hearing something skittering about in the darkness. And evidently there's no, there's no like horror movies or anything like that in the Star Wars universe because he doesn't recognize the trope.
2: I have to change <laughs> Sorry, we're
1: getting we're getting distracted by Shadow Cat deciding to be a cat.
2: Try and make it so she stays quiet. Where's the spray ball?
3: I got the hose.
1: <laughs>
3: <clears throat> oh wait, the basement's already been flooded. <laughs> yeah, let's not do that
1: again, please. Um speaking of cats, the looks like binge cat has uh, taken up position underneath your underneath your seat there again. Yeah, but I'm
3: not going I'm not going anywhere anytime soon.
1: Um but so that, but this creature, and they mention what it is—some sort of "quote unquote" dragon of some kind that feeds on energy, steals the capacitor, and runs off with it. And so then that, that's when, sort of, kicks off the rest of the the episode is they, uh, Hunter and the others, go out to try to track it down. They they tell Wrecker stay on the ship because he's he's got a headache. He's got a
3: headache.
1: We hope it was, and. Uh Omega's just sort of like I'm part of the squad too. Let me go with you, so they kind of have to. And the but then the, w- there was also the B plot of the episode g- happening on Camino.
3: Oh, that was the dark part of the plot.
1: Oh yes. Well, where there's a light side, there's also a dark side. Like duct tape.
3: Yes, yes but duct tape fixes everything. <laughs>
1: The Empire, well, technically the Empire is trying to fix things that they see as broken, even if the things aren't, as we would understand it. Yes,
3: yes, like the clones, which they consider obsolete.
1: And uh, we're introduced to an Admiral Rampart, who is the one who sort of kicked off the Chain Code project. And he is also advocating for conscription soldiers. And they so he introduces like like an elite squad that is going to be commanded by Crosshair, and their first mission is to go back to Andoran, and finish the mission from the first episode of Bad Batch, and take out Saw Guerrera. And one of the one of the uh, conscripts, he comes across immediately like a bit of a jerk. He swats away the medical droid. Uh, he's like, I didn't come here to. get I didn't paid.
3: sign up to be examined, poked, and prodded like a science experiment. I came here to get paid.
1: Yep. And well, and he, as he, ex- as he uh, puts it, uh, I get paid, I get, I get fed, and I get a roof over my head, which is more than the Republic ever did for me. Yep. Which is, you know. That's just kind of down with the, yeah, but at least the trains ran on time. <laughs> <laughs> Which, as it happens, wasn't true. <laughs> but, um, yeah. I like most of your jokes are going to fly over my head today. It was a, it was a, it was a saying that was said about it uh, wasn't actually Nazi Germany but it was about like fascist Italy same time period as as, the Nazi, as Nazi Germany that like the that it, in fascist Italy they made the, made sure the trains ran on time it's like yeah they did all these terrible things but it, they at least did this I yeah. feel like with the
3: bad batch is always going to be a history lesson for me for some reason <laughs> see it's kind of like in North Korea yeah sure it's under a regime and everything but it's also a really clean country.
1: Yes, because uh, littering is punishable by death.
3: And I think in Japan, littering is punishable by being put on the news and shamed.
1: <laughs> well, is that death in Japan? No, I mean it's it's a social death. Mm-hmm.
3: It's and, embar- it's embarrassment,
1: and you know, saving face is very important in Japanese culture. So, by death, social, yeah, death, yeah. not physical death. At any rate. But we we see these, uh, but we see these conscript soldiers go back to Andrin. As we're, uh, we once again see these refugees that Saw Guerrera had been helping. As it turns out, Saw Guerrera and and some has already left at this point. But the conscripts and Crosshair show up and just kill all the soldiers. Uh, The one of them tries to take off in the shuttle and they he's gotten the shuttle like off the ground when crosshair snipes him in the cockpit through the window. That was
3: a great shot. I'm not going to lie.
1: Yeah. Well, that's the thing. That's crosshair. He is a ridiculously good shot. We remember the knife trick from the first episode.
3: Yeah. Yes. That was awesome. <laughs> it was
1: awesome. But
3: now now he's essentially the dead shot of Star Wars. Yeah and oh god bad batch is the suicide squad it took
2: you this long to live that
1: um but afterwards you know the like w- the one remaining soldier uh you know steps out of the shuttle tosses aside their weapon has their hands up and crosshair goes up to them and asks like, where's Saw Guerrero And she goes, oh. I don't know. And even if I did, I wouldn't tell. And she doesn't even finish the sentence before he shoots her dead. No,
2: I didn't think
1: she did. Uh, well, it's, it's like as soon as she was done talking. As, she, as, as just, soon as the period happened, he made his own period. He, she got to the, to the last full stop, and it was the last full stop.
2: I love the line that that. Uh, i believe you yeah it's like immediately i believe you
3: i'm sorry but like every time anytime a character says that all i can think of is batman and batman versus superman we shot the dude with the flamethrower don't do it i'll kill her i believe you bam (laughs) and
1: uh well then he asks the civilians you know just like uh they were like, they were just sort of being like we're not with them that we were just trying to get off world, and he's like then you have no place in the empire, and he turns to the turns to his squad his new squad and is just like, uh, orders them to kill to kill them, and uh, the guy who had been mouthing off to him all this time, including on the trip over, he was just like why are we taking orders from a clone. <laughs> Sort of thing, being a jerk, being a dick about it, and I'm just like, you are just
3: asking to get killed. And then he goes, you know, the reason why they chose me to be the leader of the squad because I do what's necessary. Yeah. And
1: because this because this guy is just sort of like, we signed up to be soldiers, not an execution squad. And he's like, we're not gonna, we're not gonna kill them. And that's when he explains, like, that's why I was put in charge of the squad because I'll do what's, because I'll do what's necessary. And then he, and then he kills the guy, and says, "Good soldiers follow orders." (laughs) And he turns, he basically tells the rest of the squad to, to, to do it. And so they open up. One of them with a flamethrower, the
2: others just shooting them with their, with their lasers. Which at my point in time, I sat there and said. (laughs) overkill, you know, you're burning them to death, and that's us put a bullet in their brain just in case. Well, it's
1: not so much overkill as cruel. Burning alive is a horrible way to die. Yes. Yes. If anything, shooting them is the merciful option.
0: <laughs> it's, kind of, it's kind of like that,
3: it's kind of like uh, when Spoonie was pointing out... Uh, overkill
1: would have been, like shooting them repeatedly and then setting fire to the remains. That's overkill.
3: (laughs) But it's kind of... Oh, so like the Stormtroopers probably did in episode four? Yes. (laughs) Uncle Owen, Aunt Oh, God. Um, But uh, it's kind of like that scene in um, Alien Resurrection where Ripley comes across all the failed Ripley clones, (laughs) which... The, the door may as well just read H.R. Geiger's House of Horrors. Um, and she walks in there and she sees the one that is like sentient is actually able to talk and is a cynical oh. one. kill me. Now, I'm sure that when it said, kill me, she meant put a bullet in my head. She lights the entire room on fire. Well, but but, you'll, but you'll
1: see that failed clone when Ripley takes the flamethrower and flicks on the pilot light, you see that failed clone just nod, just like, yeah, do it.
3: <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry, but if I say if I were to ever say the words "kill me," shoot me in the head. Yes, no, Just no, shoot no, it, me it, in the freaking head. Well, I, I but it. you,
1: but I liked, but Jonner did kind of have a point after all that when she left
2: the room. She's like. It's was a waste of waste of fuel. <laughs> you know, if you ever say "kill me," well, I'm not well, shooting you in the head. I'm well, gassing you.
3: Well, well, it's it's like what Spoony pointed out when he don't did, be cruel, man. <laughs> quick it's like, and painless. Jeez, it's like, it's like what Spoony pointed out in terms of that movie because of the way Ron Perlman looked. Well, because of the way Ron Perlman looks in general, because he looks like a thug. No, he looks like a caveman essentially. Yeah, hence the reason why his first role was a caveman. Um. Where he has this, like, Spoonie's like, I don't, Ron Perlman has this confused look on his face like, why angry lady waste ammo? Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, at the same time, he did kind of have a point. You could have accomplished the same thing with just a few bullets instead of just, whoosh, fire, burn. Burn the whole room. Purge the unclean.
3: <laughs> I mean, it's it's kind of like like over, I'm sure overkill in this case would have been like as if they as if the um, uh the troopers were taking off and then they Turbuling. just decided they, and then they just decided to launch a missile onto the site. So what we do when we see spios? Burn the house down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, same thing. Yeah, no, no, take
1: off and nuke the site from orbit. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's the only, only way to be, to be sure. sure. <laughs> as long as we're talking alien references here, um. And after uh, they return back to Kamino, uh, they, you know, Tarkin is pleased with the whole thing and he leaves the whole conscript conscript uh, conscript soldiers and under clone directorship thing
2: under uh, Admiral Rampart. See, at that point in time, I really don't care about plot B at this point in time. Because I know the ending result, because I remember myself correctly, because like I said, I watched a little bit of the movies, Didn't the clone base get kind of destroyed? Pretty much, Kamino is, I think, the site
1: of some battle at some point that effectively ends the clone project. But it wasn't in any of the movies. Well, this this isn't. They do visit Kamino in Episode Two in um, Attack of the Clones, but there's no bat. We don't see any battle on Kamino.
3: Well, I, I know it's not canon anymore. Uh, but Yay Disney, Force, huh? Yay Disney, <laughs> yeah. Um, but for uh, Force Unleashed Two, uh, the Star Killer clone was made on Camino because you escaped from Camino.
2: Because okay. like I, we know the ending result for the clones is they're, they're, they're clones. replaced. Yeah, they're replaced. They're replaced. So like we have a, a beginning and end. I don't care about the middle. Go back to the Bad Batch. I mean, yes, give me the, the story with with well uh, uh, crosshair. Crosshair. Yeah, give me that so I don't care about general so-and-so may not like us. Let's do this instead. Oh, with the with the Caminoans tr- uh plotting to try to keep themselves
1: relevant? Yeah. Well it's Plot C can go away. It feels like Plot C is going to explain what the deal is with Omega at some point.
3: Eh, at that point.
1: Um because we don't
3: really know anything about her.
1: Because we see the Prime Minister in Nalasue after all this talking you know expressing their concerns about the fact that they that they are going to lose their contract and thus money you know that's going to affect their economy uh if you know the they're no longer commissioned to make clones for the empire and so they're they are discussing uh continuing to produce the enhanced clones but they're like we just need we, but we only need samples—a sample from one of them—because they also mentioned that Django Fett's genetic code is starting to degrade, so they're not going to be able to keep producing uh, uh, the, the standard clones
2: anymore. <laughs> Just have
1: this image of a clone. Hi, my name's my name's Django. <laughs> yeah, my name's Jeff. I <laughs> mean, I mean, they, I
3: mean, they kind of had that hunchback janitor clone in Clone Wars. The
1: original uh, Clone Ninety Nine. Yeah. The oh. one that gave the Bad Batch their their uh, their squad number. Nice. Um, but yeah, I, while we think that would be funny to see, at the same time it would be kind of cruel. Oh, there's no show something
2: like that. That's just gonna be oh, so much
3: fire on that one. Oh yeah. You know what I want to see now? What? I want to see the Bad Batch as they were growing up. Just because I want to see what Wrecker was like as a kid. <laughs> I don't want to do homework. I just want to shoot stuff. I want to blow.
2: It. I want to blow something up. best thing about TV shows, if they last long enough, eventually they'll get to a uh, time skipping episode. Bad Batch Babies. <laughs> it's
1: like Muppet Babies,
2: but with more explosions. <laughs> yeah, just... Directed by Michael Bay. What directed by Michael Bay?
3: No, he he's the one who produ- who uh, executive producer and provides the uh, special effects. Okay, I'll go.
1: There go you on. go. <laughs> um, Explosions.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> this episode, this episode of Bad Match is brought to you by Tor. <laughs> God
3: damn it.
1: I have one question for you. Explosions.
3: <laughs> Robot Chicken.
1: No, no, <laughs> boy, <land>. Borderlands. Oh, <laughs> um, but at any rate, back and we also then see that. Crosshair's new squad are basically moving into the Bad Batch's old quarters.
3: Which is now, it looks like the Bad Batch literally just picked everything up, moved out. And they well, it's
1: not so much that they packed up everything and moved out as everything was packed up and moved out for them. I but, wonder
2: if that chip...
3: So you guys are being
2: evicted. You have now to get out. Because yeah, yeah. <laughs> when he says in the bed, I wonder if that chip's kind of like taking a toll on his brain. Because, you know, like, when people sit there, like, my body was, under, was being taken control of, I had every reaction, like, I see a reaction, hear a reaction, but it wasn't me. Like, they
1: were just, like, a passenger S- in their own body. Yeah, so it's, you like, like you're wondering if that's the case with Crosshair?
2: Yeah, especially when he sits down, and he sit, he, he looks...
1: Yeah, he yeah, you see him looking around the room as the, as his new squad are all taking their new bunks and everything. He passes by the wall where Wrecker had been carving like hash marks to to note the number of successful operations they'd been on. And then he just moves over to his bed, sets his helmet down and just sits there.
2: So it's like you know, A, he's waiting for orders or B, his brain is slowly tweaking back as they keep they were doing more yeah, they, on
1: him. they they basically we did see at the beginning of his part of the episode that they keep they,
3: pulling that winter soldier shit on him. Mm-hmm. But minus the mind wipe part.
2: Yep. That's why this is this is why you gotta be crazy. If you're crazy and you're doing this kind of stuff, you know, we program a person, always waste the memory banks. Because if you don't waste memory banks, they'll come back and bite you in the ass. Who's Bucky?
1: <laughs> Except it didn't really work on Bucky the mind wipes because his person, you know, his memories were still there. And as he pointed out in Falcon and winter soldier, he remembered Everything. every person that he killed.
0: Hey, you well, go back no, and no, watch
1: no, episodes
3: no. about that one. Yes. Go, real.
1: go back and watch a Marvel cast.
3: <laughs> no, no, he, no, he pointed that out in uh civil war where Tony asked. Yeah. Him, but
1: that was the first time, but we got more details on it in Falcon and winter soldier with his little book. Of all the of all
3: the amends that he had to that, yeah, had that to was do. a lot of amends. What yep. if he had to go apologize to the Kennedy family? Oh, oh,
2: <laughs> oh! God damn it! God damn it! Well, we apologize for
1: our friend. uh No, we don't. Now, nah, sure, we don't. <laughs> Cut him loose. Throw him under the bus. Hey,
3: guys, <laughs>
1: my bad. Yeah. Um, but back on the desolate moon, uh, Hunter. And Omega, you know, eventually finds the capacitor just sort of left there uh, between a couple of, like, stone off outcroppings or whatever. And as soon
2: as it's just sat there, I'm like,
1: mm, looks like a trap.
2: I wouldn't go for it. <clears throat> it's a trap. That's the most famous line from any Star Wars franchise. Movie. Yes. Franchise. Star Wars is a franchise. I was like, from any of the franchises. From any, anything, anything uh, more famous than "It's a Trap" and anything else that Star Wars has done. No, Luke, I am
3: your father. I've Got a bad feeling about this. Eh, okay.
1: Use the Force, Luke.
2: <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. I think I think "It's a Trap" is more famous. Than no, this, this
1: is, this is this is this is true. But well, Luke, like I am your father.
2: <laughs> okay,
3: I keep on that one. It's like it's like uh, of course. course from Street Fighter. Of course. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I thought that was again! no. We're talking. We're talking movie. about the movie. Oh, okay. with Raul Julia. The
3: only it's... good movie. The only good live-action street fighter movie. The Chun Li one was trash.
2: Oh God! I missed yeah, that so much.
1: Raul Julia. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, um, and sure enough, when Hunter goes for the capacitor, the little dragon thing jumps out, attacks him, knocks his mask off, and scurries picks up the capacitor and scurries off into its hole.
2: Well, we, did we mention the fact that he was tracking him, and when he was tracking him, Omega was like, hey, can you teach me how to track? And he's like, uh, this is kind
1: of stuff that was just programmed into me, With uh, same as Wrecker and uh, and Tech. And she then goes, and Crosshair? And he's like, there, there's, like a, there's like a pause, and he just sort of nods. <laughs> but it's just sort of like, ooh, you just, just sort of... It's not. It's, he's not. The wound isn't even getting a chance to scab. She's just ripping it off. So I mean, no, off. you're gonna
2: keep bleeding until <laughs> I say you're done. I like this part. So I'm mentioning this part because <laughs> <laughs> yes, the wound's getting ripped over constantly, but at the same time, she's trying to bring hope to him. Yeah, because she's like, you know, it wasn't him. It was the chip.
1: That's true. That was something else we forgot to mention.
2: And yeah. the fact that while they're walking, you know, it's like there is maybe we can bring him back. I mean, Ahsoka I kind of get, realized that in the last season
3: of. Clone Wars, where she realized it's not them, it's this chip. It's this chip. That's the, the reason why she went and basically did what she did to Rex. Too. Well, Rex also
1: knew what was happening to him and told, gave her the clue she needed to figure it out when he was like, Fives! Find five, fives, Right before the programming f- took full hold of him.
2: And then on top of that, it also shows how much of a Leo he is, because he's not mad at Quasio for the actions that he did. He's mad, at, he's mad at himself because he abandoned Quasio. He's like, we don't leave our own behind. Yes. Uh, Even it, so, yeah, at some point in time,
3: they probably are going to try and find some way to, like what you said, do the whole redemption arc. We'll I'll give you that hint. The fact that he's making a scanner for the yeah chip.
1: tech 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 is working on a scanner to uh, try to locate the chips and uh, may, do a scan of it to figure out you how, how it,
2: it's working or if it's working. You know, for a fact, that it's going to affect someone and oh, it's yeah. make them go back to being a good soldier, and then they're like, hey wait, right, we program, we program. <laughs> Well, yeah, uh,
1: yeah. yeah, it's possible they, they could do it to Wrecker, but if anything, I would save Wrecker for last, because you're going to need, like, all hands on deck to make sure that he doesn't start thrashing around, throwing people around, around the p- ship. It's
2: probably going to be, um, Hunter's going to
1: be the first one.
2: Yeah. No, it's going to be Hunter. Because Hunter's going to be... Because Tech like, is going to be the one actually operating the thing to make sure that it works. And what's his name? is more robot than anything else, so it wouldn't affect him. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, Yeah, as they mentioned, uh, in the the case of all the Bad Batch, the mutations in their brain from how they were enhanced is why the chips aren't functioning the way they should. And in the case of Echo, you're more machine now than man.
3: (laughs) That was Um, a direct reference to to, um, Obi-Wan.
1: Yep. Uh, And, well, at, at any rate... Back, with, back to plot, Hunter gets, you know, the mask gets knocked off, and he starts choking. He passes out just before uh, Omega is able to put the uh, mask back on his face. So he survives, but is unconscious. And then she just basically look, looks up at the little hole where the dragon had disappeared. And I was like, okay. Picks up uh, the flashlight, picks up Hunter's gun, and... Goes into the hole to go track it down, and I'm just like, "This is a bad idea." <laughs> I was I was waiting for
2: Tech and Echo to show up. <laughs> what she doing Paige? I'm like, help us, help us! And then she's like, "I this, must, I must man up and do it myself." This woman's razor doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: but when she gets in there, she finds the thing's lair. It's like all you know, getting annoyed because she keeps shining a flashlight in. I mean, I would see? get
3: annoyed too if you shine
2: a flashlight in my eyes in the dark. <laughs> You know, I was waiting for this one because I-, I was waiting for you to go with your Force uh thing again. Well, yeah. I w- you know, I kept thinking that
3: it was going to be like the spiders in uh, Rebels where Kanan was essentially using the Force to essentially communicate with the spiders to say, I'm not a threat. And then they just backed away from him because he just walked right into their freaking lair and they just were just like, like he would just keep walking and they would just walked around him.
1: Yep. I was expecting something like that, and if anything, it was more just her, like, sort of empathy, if you will. Because she does have something like that. I think um, she's very smart. There's that also, but she when she realized the thing was sh- shrieking at her because of the flashlight, she clicked it off, and then it finally sort of calmed down and just sort of turned away. And she then is looking around trying to find the capacitor, but it's basically just sort of still sucking on it and then she gets she was like wait it, you can see it's like in her head she didn't wasn't like vo- vocalizing any of it but it was like in her head she looked at her flashlight and was like it feeds on energy so she clicks it on shines it at at it but like like back and forth like toss, yeah and so it's like following it and then she just tosses it to one side of its of its cave It goes over and starts like gnawing on it, which looks so cool because as it's like sucking on the energy, it's like sending this little like ripple of light down its body. And she then picks up
2: luminescence, yep,
1: picks up its uh, picks up the capacitor,
2: heads back out of the cave because at that point in time, Hunter has woken up and is now screaming, Omega, Omega, dead instincts. (laughs) And
1: she climbs up out of the hole, she's like, I'm here. Sorry, I took your gun, but I didn't need to use it. She like hands it back over. I've got the part. I <laughs> did the mission. And so they get back to the ship. You know, ship's now starting to function again. They're able to take off. And then Wrecker reveals what he was up to while they were uh while they were away. He basically made a little bedroom for for Omega. Uh and even gave her his Lula. Yeah. <laughs> his little like teddy bear thing. Teddy bear bunny thing. That was that was cool. Mm-hmm. And she's she's just sort of sat up there happily cuddling the thing, like, I finally have a bedroom. <laughs> I finally have my own room. Yes, my own room. <laughs> with a view. Yep. Yeah. Um so we got a nice little heartwarming bit to end what was a you know an episode that had just gone a dark down a dark path with the cro- with crosshair and the conscripts.
3: I felt it sounded like they were using like the same like dark tone music that was used for the last few episodes of, uh, Clone Wars.
1: Yeah. Well, but if you can, if you think about it, that makes sense. Cause the last few episodes of Clone Wars, at least, especially the last, last like episode when Order 66 was executed.
3: No, um, even, no, even before that, like when, like when they were, uh, getting up to where Maul was.
1: Mm-hmm. They've always done very well with, um the light motifs and everything in uh by which i mean the musical the music in uh in the star wars movies um
3: yeah but for the star wars movies are a lot more like lighter tone more exciting whereas for the clone wars it was it started off exciting but then you know as it got closer and closer the the last few episodes it got darker
1: well it's because we, as the audience, especially those of us that have been following st- the Star Wars timeline enough, knew where things were going.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: And we are in a dark period of the timeline right now. You know, the Empire is ascendant. You know, Palpatine has, has won. I am uh, scarred. Do not look in my face.
0: I will
3: put this the hood attack over has left me scarred. The attack I will put the by the Jedi over. has left me scarred and deformed,
0: but my resolve
1: has never been greater. <clears throat> don't look at my face. I will put a, a
2: hood over my face. So you don't see my eyes except you do because they glow yellow. Yes, that's, that's the thing. If it glows yellow, we should be friends. Well, yeah, Anakin's glowed yellow. That's red
1: a, no red. It, it was yellow, but it was like red-rimmed. Mm. I mean you could pull up uh the pull up episode three on 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 here uh, on Disney Plus because you were scrolling through looking at the at the ratings on all the I, yes, I was, was. He did not believe <laughs> me when I
3: said
2: that. I'm like, wow, really? No, he, he's just messing with me. But if you pull up the episode
1: three, uh, you know, um Which, uh, which yeah, uh Revenge of the Sith. There you oh, go. Oh, I
3: like how they actually have pull up, no, the no, click over. on it
1: and pull it up. There you go. Mm.
2: There's a there's um, a shot
1: of Dark Side Anakin. It's
2: um, uh, what I call "I'mma um, eyes." Looks like
1: Fio. Mm-hmm. That's a de- that's a definite sign of like
2: uh, dark side influence. I feel bad for the dude at the end of that table. <laughs> you know he's about to die. <laughs> he's like, How dare you? Why do you look at the camera? Ah oh, shit! I'm next. In AI.
1: <laughs> I think that's actually a composite picture. I don't think. I don't know if, he, if that's necessarily in the same scene together, but r-
2: whatever, it's... But again, okay, he has a cape! He has a, he has a hood! So if you're, if you're a Sith, you must have a hood, as required. Well, the Jedi
1: wear hooded
2: robes, too? No,
1: I thought they No, they do. Alright. I mean, we could just, we could queue up the first episode of Bad Batch and watch uh, the part before Order 66 goes down.
2: God, I, I remember... Uh... Chris sent me that freaking video of the all, all 66 kicking off.
1: Yeah, like, it was. Four videos
2: it, at once. Yeah, no,
3: it was off on someone's TikTok where it showed uh, like, Fallen was... Order, Episode 3, Bad Batch, and Clone
2: Wars, where it was like, Order All the moments oh, of
1: Order 66 kicking off.
2: Yep. I was like, wow, that's a last of stuff to put in my brain.
1: Yeah. I mean, they, you know, Dave Filoni and John Favreau are are fans, and they are good storytellers. And having the two of them in charge of See, Star Wars now.
3: He- here's the worst part, and I think I already know what you're going to say about this one. J.J. Abrams is a huge Star Wars fan too. Yes. Now, granted, like I said, I'm not blaming him for the way that the current trilogy turned out because the Kath- sequel
1: trilogy was Kathleen Kennedy. Yeah,
3: because like what I pointed out to one of my managers who turns out to be who turns out to be a huge Star Wars fan. Uh, I told her, I said the, the new trilogy had a great start. It's just that as the sequels were coming out for it, they were just getting worse.
2: Oh my God. So I'm looking through all the Star Wars things. I'm like, why? Like, why do you need a Bobby doll version of Star Wars? Just, just, I'm sorry.
3: I'm confused. I mean, they kind of have the same thing for DC with their. Yeah, series. that's
1: true. Um,. <laughs> anyway,
3: but anyway,
1: uh, it was a it was a good episode. You know, it touched on some dark themes. You know, as these uh, conscript soldiers who were just sort of like, "Hey, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna get fed and paid and get a roof over my head," and you all that. And then that it's like, just sort of like, "Hey, yeah, uh, by the way, uh, all that stuff comes with a cost, and that cost is your soul,
3: because
1: <laughs> you, you've got to basically uh, murder these innocent people." yeah it's like are we the baddies <laughs> yes yes you are um it's a good episode now it's just you know we're st- we're still somewhat in some like uncharted territory it's like yeah we know where things are eventually going to go with the empire but we don't know where things are going to go with the bad batch
3: you know what i just i just thought of something and i want hey everybody who in the comments section. I want you to vote on this one.
1: Yeah, please actually do do something in the comments section, whether that's on CKCC Radio or on YouTube.
2: Okay. No, it's Jay's boy. He wants to read all your comments. Okay. Try to do. Okay, so
3: as part of the Mando Cast, yes. Should we do, Jay? Wait until I'm done. Should we do the Family Guy Star Wars episodes because Jay has never seen them.
2: Uh,
3: no, 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 no. I want I want the people to vote for this. Yes but or no? I mean,
2: are we talking like, what kind of, what are we doing? Because I remember there'd be like three things. There was only three. So are we talking about, we're going to watch one and do a binge for it? Or are we going to do all three? No, no, do-,
3: do one, do a binge. Like what we've been doing with the shows, one at a time. Uh, I have Blue Harvest on my Voodoo account. Uh, at least I think I have it on there.
1: Yeah, the reason why he asked me to wait until he was finished is because he knows I am not a big fan of Family Guy. I have tried, but it just doesn't do anything
2: for me. And I'm at the point where Family Guy's just beat me to a pulp. Well, I like, well, well, that, I, I can call Peter Griffin at work constantly. Show up with to work wearing green pants and a white
3: shirt and see what happens. No, there's already a
1: real-life Peter Griffin. We don't need two.
3: Yes, and he's already fought a giant chicken. Yes. <laughs> yes. And he's on cameo. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah everybody in the comment section vote should we do that or should we not do that as part of mando because honestly it's he did get george
2: lucas to help you mean it's okay you're save jay because we're pretty sure no one's gonna vote this, this
0: is time. true we have to we have
2: there to comment section now no just for i one.
1: think like over the entire run of the bench cast now for a year with God, like a year Yeah, and everything we have gotten precisely like one comment, and it was just somebody commenting that "oh, BTD," which is you know how I abbreviated on YouTube stands for bored to death, okay, or something like that. I'm just like that's that that that, that, that's it. That's the only one.
2: (laughs) Don't we mind? We even did that one where like, hey, we we want want your feedback,
1: and we have gotten nothing. But hey, it's not
2: it's not about. uh, And this is gonna make someone mad. I will apologize. It's not about the fans. It's about how much fun we want to do. Exactly, and we have fun. We still have it. fun.
1: Wa- we
2: still have fun doing this. And we want the fans. We love the fans. What fans we have? Like sixteen yeah. of them. We're not
1: trying to meet the YouTube metrics to you know draw in draw in viewers. Because you know, if we do or, we'll or get, listeners. If if we do
2: we'll get copyright constantly. <laughs> how? How so? So you mentioned the word Star Wars. Copyright! Nope, that's not how it goes. I have no idea how it goes.
1: It's more to do with like copyright music and, and stuff like that. I
2: do remember it being in something where the machine actually, if you said one word, I don't remember which word it was, it smacked you of copyright. I, I remember a lot of YouTube's complained about it one point in time. Mm. Oh, God. It was probably
1: just the algorithm was being a little bit too, uh, too strict that day, or whatever. Uh, at any rate, uh, it was a good episode. Uh, we'll end... Yeah, I still don't really know where things are going to go from here. That's half the fun. Um, we know that they that the Bad Batch are working on this scanner to try to figure out what's going on with their chips. Hunter clearly wants to be able to go back and try to rescue Crosshair. And the Caminoans are plotting a little bit, but we still don't really know what it's hoping to accomplish. But yeah, it'll... Uh... Uncharted territory. We don't really know where things are going to go, and that's part of the fun. Uh, anything else either of you would like
3: to add? Well, got uh, nothing. Or anything? Nope! Just all the No, I pretty much said everything that I wanted to say about yeah, this. Yeah,
1: same. Oh, one thing. I mentioned this while we were watching. I haven't didn't mention it here. I read a thing that. The among the refugees that we saw back in the first episode, they weren't there when they came back, uh, to it in this episode. But a couple of the refugees in that camp were Galen and Jin Urso from, from Rogue One, really? Because mm-hmm. we know that Galen and Galen Urso and his wife knew Saw Gerrera. yeah. Because at the beginning of Rogue One, when Krennic shows up they quickly send word to Saw Guerrera, you know, that they've been found. So uh, we know that they know each other. But, you know, hey, we don't really, uh, they evidently got off of Andoran between the the, the, uh, first episode and the third episode of uh, The Bad Batch. Good for them. But we don't know. And they managed to escape the Empire for now. But I suspect Galen Urso is going to end up in their custody sooner rather than later because there was, we saw in some of the flashback sequences as from like Jin's memories that they were on, it looked like Coruscant. And uh, her father was just sort of chatting somewhat cheerfully with Krennic.
3: Back when they probably got along.
1: Yeah. But we don't exactly have a time frame on when that was. But at any rate. Uh, that is going to wrap up this episode of the of the Mando Cast. So for Zeke and Chris, I am Jay, and we will see you next week.
0: Thanks for listening to Abort to Death Mando Cast. Be sure to check out all the Star Wars content on Disney Plus and give us a like and subscribe. This is the way.